0: You're listening to iPod UCast, a show all about music and podcasting, with your host, Myra. Hey everyone, this is your host, Myra, and welcome to the very first episode of iPod UCast. Joining me here today is Director of Student Media from St. Xavier University, Peter Creighton. Hey, round of applause. Oh,
1: thank you. You're so kind. So happy to be here, Myra.
0: Thank you for joining me here today on this very episode.
1: Yeah, the debut. I'm, I'm setting the uh, the standard, so yeah. I feel bad for you on that.
0: No, don't. I'm very excited to have you on my show here today. I'm very excited very to be
1: here. Episode, so. Oh, well, thank you. You should feel honored. I do feel honored. <laughs>
0: Today's show is gonna be all about how we listen to music and we're gonna ask Peter how he likes to listen to his music and his experience with music. But first, before we get into any of that, Um, I want you to tell me just a little bit about yourself. What is it that you do here at uh, St. Xavier at the Student Media Center?
1: Sure. I'm the director of student media, so I oversee the student newspaper, The Xavierite, and I oversee the student radio station, WXAV. So um, I'm kind of like a guide to the students. I help them practice their craft and develop their craft and everything, and then run the day-to-day operations of each of them. Mm. So it's a pretty cool job.
0: It sounds pretty cool and pretty interesting. It is. All right, so we're just going to get started here on today's show about how you listen to music. And I know okay. before we've had um, conversations about favorite artists and music. I've heard you on your show, The Rockology, mm-hmm. Pete and Meg. Yeah. Pretty good show. Thank
1: you. Every Fridays, Friday. 9 a.m.
0: Yep, every Friday.
1: Yeah, every Friday. All
0: right, so let's just talk today here about, like, your music preference and just how do you, Peter Critten, like to listen to music? Um, Music? Is it like a personal playlist? Do you um, podcast or do you listen to like a conventional radio?
1: Kind of all of the above. Um, I will say though, when it comes to music, I don't listen to music podcasts. I like the conventional setup of listening to the radio to hear music because uh, I grew up listening to radio. So I was born like mid 80s. Uh, So I kind of like to always think that I had the last great bastion of when radio commercial radio was incredibly relevant um so about the 90s and everything and i'm just i'm kind of setting my ways i like listening to music uh on the radio i also am one of those old farts where uh i still buy cds i buy vinyl all the time uh to listen to my music you know go to local shows and uh pick up you know the opening acts album and and things like that i just i kind of like that it's a I view it at least as a, a very pure way of, uh, of getting music, a very old school way. And I just, I've always enjoyed that medium, especially the radio, because, you know, I, I feel like I can get very set in my ways with listening to my music. Whereas with the radio, I'm not allowed to get set in my ways. You know, I'm not in charge of what's getting played. I just get to be a passenger. I get to listen, and someone else picks the playlist. And that's how I discover a lot of new bands that I really enjoy.
0: So you prefer conventional radio. Do you ever consider that when people on air and actually making these playlists, do you feel like you get to know a little bit about them when they do any of this? Like, what does the song speak about them or why do they choose this song? Oh,
1: totally. That's one of the elements that I love. Um, Conventional radio is, in my opinion, the most personal medium out there. When a DJ who's on like XRT, uh, 101WKQX, when they're talking on air they're talking directly to me you know they're saying how are you doing i think you will like this and uh they kind of let you know some of their personality especially on uh wxrt i mean i feel like i know lynn bramer i feel like i know terry hemrick um and they're only on a few hours every day but they definitely bring that personal aspect to it of this is how the music speaks to me. I want to share that with you. And because of that, I kind of take that approach for when I do my radio show. I want people to be able to connect to me when I'm talking about the music that's important to me. I want them to kind of understand it. So you're kind of letting them in to who you are as a, as a person a little bit.
0: When you have your show every Friday, when you are deciding what songs you're going to play for the night or for the day. Mm hmm. Do you feel like you are in some sense letting um, your listeners know who you are by your music choice and type?
1: Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so because, I mean, for someone like me, music is a very personal um, avenue. You know, there's certain artists I listen to when I'm sad. There's certain artists that, you know, I listen to that when I'm happy or they just they speak to me at that moment. So I think when I'm putting my show together – uh, that definitely comes out. Like if I'm in a melancholy mood that week, I'm going to play some quieter music on my radio show. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think that's kind of an extension of my personality, and it's a way for people to kind of, kind of get to know me and who I am. So yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Okay. Is there like a specific genre that you uh, prefer to listen to in different ways, like such as satellite radio, a personal playlist? If they are, what are
1: they? Um, you know, I kind of go all over the place. If I'm listening to just regular over-the-air radio, other than WXAV, because I listen to that a lot because, you know, I oversee it. Um, I listen to WXRT a lot. Uh, I listen to 101WKQX because my best friend's on there. So, you know, I always got to support him. You know, there's probably about four or five stations on a regular basis that I listen to. I do have satellite radio. I do listen to SiriusXM a lot. You know, I, I, I tend to go more alternative with my musical taste, alternative and classic rock. So, you know, bands like Arcade Fire, um, Wolf Parade, Radiohead, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. That, that's kind of the stuff I really dig, you know, in addition to like the Beatles and Springsteen and Elvis and, and all that. So, yeah, I, I but, you know, it also it depends on my mood because, you know, sometimes I don't want to listen to music. Sometimes I want to hear talk, you know, so I listen to NPR a lot. Or I listen to certain podcasts that I listen to all the time. Podcasting is more of a storytelling area for me as opposed to uh, to getting to know music and everything. I don't listen to Spotify. I don't do Pandora. I don't do Last FM. I'm pretty really old school of. If I'm getting my music, you know, I'm either listening to the stuff that I have in my personal iTunes or I have an actual radio on
0: you mentioned podcasts, moving a little forward to podcasting. Mm -hmm. How did you become familiar with podcasts and like doing podcast shows?
1: Oh, it's a cool story. Um, Well, I think it's cool, but I'm a nerd. So, you know, (laughs) I was uh, in college and my mentor, his name is Rob Quick, who is actually now one of my best friends in the world. He ran the college radio station that I worked at. And uh, I went into his office one day and because I just heard him laughing his, his butt off for like 45 minutes. So I came in, I'm like, man, what, what's so funny in here? And he told me, he goes, you need to sit down and listen to this. This is unbelievable and it's completely revolutionary. It was uh, the Ricky Gervais show, probably about 2005-ish. The comedian, British comedian Ricky Gervais had just started recording him and two other guys just talking for an hour And they would put it on the internet for you to check out. And it was this thing called a podcast. I remember listening to it and just thinking it was absolutely incredible. And I just, I got hooked then. So that was my first introduction to it. And then um, about a year later, me and my group of friends, we were all big professional wrestling fans. So we came up with the idea to do uh, a professional wrestling talk show called uh, Rumble Radio. And what we did right away was, uh, you know, we knew people wouldn't be able to always listen to us live so we thought if we could record it you know we can let people listen to whenever they wanted to so we actually started we would record a show on tuesday night and then by wednesday morning we would have that show on the internet for people to go and check out and then it just started to kind of evolve and now podcasting is this huge new medium new entity that's in my opinion the most exciting area of broadcasting out there today
0: yeah it actually is there's um and beauty of podcasting is that now you have like specific apps on your phone where Mm -hmm. you can just listen yeah you can
1: get stitches you got itunes you got earwolf i mean it's it's limitless with what you can do um and listen to there really is like a podcast out there for everyone and it's just this great avenue of for independent you know storytellers independent radio producers to get their story out there and you don't have to be a part of NPR or CBS you can just put it out there and if it's good people will find it you will get an audience developed from it yeah. and it's really cool All
0: right, so what are some of your favorite shows about podcasting since we seem to have fallen into that
1: like that what I like to listen to or just like specifically about how to make a podcast
0: No, just like what do you like to listen to when you hit any of these apps was like podcast the list are like limitless. Yeah. There's something for every, you know, for like you said, everybody. So like, what is something that kind of stands out to you when you're like looking for a podcast, and why do you choose that over, you know, like the next one?
1: Yeah. Well, um, it's a couple of things. One, if someone suggests something to me, um, like if one of my friends goes to me, goes, "Hey, man, you gotta, you gotta check this out. You dig it?" I'd listen to it right away. Um, so word of mouth is a big one for me. Uh, topics, I mean, you know. I'm at the stage in my life where I know what I like. So, you know, if I am going through, you know, Earwolf or, or Stitcher or, or iTunes and I find something that's about like superhero movies or sci-fi or imagination, I'm going to download it and check it out or at least give it a quick five-minute listen to to see what it is. Um, other times, uh, there's this great channel actually on uh, SiriusXM called PRX, which stands for the Public Radio Exchange, and it's just this uh, channel that broadcasts independent productions, independent audio stories. So I just came across that one day, and I started listening to that. And um, what was the show that caught me? Oh, it was, uh, it was 99% Invisible. Uh, yeah. This guy, Roman yeah. Mars, out in, in Oakland, California. It's a show about uh, like design and how objects are designed. And I don't remember the exact episode it was that I listened to, but I just remember being glued to my radio to the point where, like, I made myself late to go where I was going to go because I wanted to hear the end of the story. And, uh, you know, I just heard that and I did a quick Google search on uh, a 99% Invisible and I found the website, I found who was on iTunes, I just, I subscribed right then and there. I've actually, now that I think about it, I've discovered a lot of podcasts I listen to via PRX on uh, SiriusXM, um, there's another one out of New York called Imaginary Worlds that I absolutely love. It's this wow. guy, Eric Malinsky. Yeah. It, it's awesome. He just did this one uh, show called Inside the Snow Globe, where it was about this one old TV show that the series finale of the show was it was an autistic boy looking into the snow globe at this hospital, and he had imagined the entire television series and uh it turns into this whole discussion on surrealism and you know how are they connecting you know because the big thing right now in media is shared universes from marvel there's a theory out there that all tv shows are a part of the shared universe from this one tv show and everything and it was just really captivating it was really cool he also did a five-part series on star wars to help get you excited for Force Awakens when it came out. So it's just different avenues like that I just find really, um, really interesting, really fascinating. When I first started working here at, uh, at WXAV, I was lucky enough, I had um, a gentleman come in and talk to the student broadcasters. His name was Clark Weber, and Clark Weber is a DJ from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s from here in Chicago. And he was the morning show host for what was at that time the number one rock and roll radio station in the Midwest, WLS 890 AM. And he was the morning show host. So he was the number one guy. And he's got stories of like hanging out with the Beatles, hanging out with the Rolling Stones. He discovered the oil diamond in Chicago. Like this guy's, his stories are unbelievable. And I asked him this question um, and I, I loved his response and it really got me thinking with it. Because I asked him something similar to what I think your larger question of what you're asking is, Myra, is, uh, you know, is radio still uh, relevant? Does radio still matter? And his response was, yeah, absolutely. He goes, at the end of the day, what people are always looking for is a story. And the analogy he used is when you would go to your grandparents' house, you'd go to your grandmother, you'd go to your grandfather and say, Grandma, Grandpa, tell me a story. And you would sit there and wonder to hear what story it was that grandma or grandpa or mom and dad or aunt or uncle were going to tell you. And that's what radio ultimately is, whatever form you're listening to it is. I consider uh, traditional radio, you know, AM, FM, to be the same as podcasting. It's just a different delivery mechanism now. But it's still ultimately the same thing. At the end of the day, we crave a good story. We need a good story because there's something about a good story that nourishes your soul. You know, everyone has that one book that changed their life or that one movie that changed their life. Yes. It's the same thing with audio. You know, it's just a different way of telling that story. We crave that. And what's happening now because of digital technology and the ease that, you know, anyone can now go ahead and do it is you now have a democratization happening where, yes, anyone can do it. You could do this right now if you wanted to and get your stories out there and you can find an audience. And I can do the same thing. So you have all these great storytellers who aren't famous or aren't in Hollywood that they're doing this maybe as a hobby. Now getting their stories out there and you're going, oh, my God, this is incredible. This person touched my soul in a way that – I didn't realize I, I was looking for this, and now I found this story, and now I found this connection, and now you found a new way to, to listen to stories. For me, um, there's this great show. It was called Wiretap. It was out of Canada. It was out of Quebec, actually. It was this weird, quirky storytelling show, but there was always a theme based around it, and it was a weekly podcast, for, and it was 30 minutes in length. I could not wait for Thursday afternoons cuz Thursday afternoons were the day Wiretap got released and I got to go on a 30 minute storytelling adventure with Jonathan Goldstein and it was incredible and I listened to that show religiously for about 4 years it just ended uh this past fall I ended I think October or November I was devastated it oh, was god. like oh my god what am I going to do on Thursdays now I mean and I have like almost every episode he's ever done but It was just, again, it was that way where this show, this podcast just grabbed my attention that I just, it it blew my mind.
0: Yeah, for like some of the people who don't see the connection the way uh, you and I might see it is that podcast or podcasts and shows mm-hmm. are, like, the original form of storytelling. Yeah, Both the families. radio dramas. Yes. Yeah, in the 30s and down. 40s
1: and 50s, yeah. Yes, and
0: people would just sit together as a family and listen and to enjoy enjoy a story together and be like, oh, my God. And yeah. just kind of whether you argue about it or not, see the, you know, the similarities or not. But I feel that today for a lot of podcasts and like talk shows that you kind of hear it's essentially the same thing you're sitting down or whether, absolutely yeah standing walking whatever you're doing but you're taking the time to listen to it and understand what somebody else is telling you and kind of interpreting and being like whoa I, I didn't see it this way but
1: yeah good point. oh i a thousand percent agree with you um it's funny you mentioned radio dramas because i love radio dramas Pretty they're amazing they're, awesome. they're great um and I always use this reference when I talk to students. With audio storytelling, there's no limit to what you can do. The only limit you have is your listener's imagination. Yes. If that person has a great imagination, man, you can take them to worlds and have them, you know, fly on a spaceship at a million miles an hour and they're right there with you. And I always use this example. Uh, Orson Wells, with his War of the Worlds broadcast in 1938... Terrified a nation so much that people legit, legitimately thought the Martians were invading. <laughs> like there were people in New Jersey that ran into the woods with guns because they thought the Martians had landed. Show me any TV show that's had that same kind of, kind of effect. Because at the yeah. end of the day, and I love television, I watch television, I love film, but there's a limit to what you can do. You know, if you have a show like Star Trek, As a TV show, Star Trek, you're limited by your budget with your special effects, the sets you can build, things like that. There's only so much you can do. Now, if you do Star Trek as a podcast, you can get great sound effects. And the Enterprise, the spaceship, it can be whatever that listener wants it to look like. You know, the worlds can be even more exotic than what you could build on a set
0: yes I agree
1: and for me that's as a aspiring storyteller that's so much more exciting to do than okay I have a million dollars and I can only build this set like it, it forces you audio forces you I think at least to be more creative because you don't have that element of okay my audience can see what I want them to see they have to imagine it you know
0: I agree and I feel like this is why some people sometimes think that radio is dead or that podcasting is not gonna be as um yeah. that podcasting's not gonna be as um, popular as you think or as people are saying it out to be just for the fact that you can't see it. But I feel like those are people who are not as imaginative and they need that extra element just kinda given what? to them. Like I need to feel You know, audio is just listening, but these people like, I need to not only listen to it, but you need to hear it.
1: Yeah. I mean, people aren't creatures of habit. They've been conditioned to watch TV since the 50s. Again, I can only speak from my personal experience, but TV is boring right now. There's some great stuff out there. Don't get me wrong. Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Game of Thrones, you know, from 10 years ago, you had Sopranos, Sex in the City. Six Feet Under, all of that stuff. I get that, and I acknowledge their greatness. And that is a golden age of television with that. However, you have cable where you can get 200 channels. How many of those channels are all reality-based TV shows? And they're reruns upon reruns upon reruns. After a while, you know, granted, I love The Sopranos. It's one of my favorite shows ever. I can only watch so many episodes before it's like, God, I I can't watch this anymore. Yes. You know, whereas with podcasting, because it's new right now and there's so many different styles that are being created, because that's the other great thing with podcasts that we really haven't talked about. You can do whatever you want.
0: Yes, you can. You you
1: can do whatever you want. If you want one episode to be a radio drama and then your next episode to be a conversation like you and I are having – You can do that. There's no rules. There's more excitement, for me at least, with that because you get more creativity. And, you know, again, when you have it, what's old is new again. So I think also you're having it where you have young people now who have never experienced a radio drama, who think that commercial radio sucks, but they're finding a podcast – that they're falling in love with well that's just an updated version of what you were telling talking about earlier that happened in the 30s and 40s where the families would gather around the radio to hear an uh, episode of Fipper mcgee and molly or jack benny i mean it's just an updated version the great thing is is now you have it in your phone which is the size of your hand and you take it anywhere you go so you can listen to it wherever you want to so you can Go on your run, listen to a podcast. You can be in your kitchen cooking dinner, listen to a podcast. You can be in your car listening. I mean, it's it's that's the exciting part is you can take it wherever you want it to go.
0: And I feel like that's where um, people don't really understand this, but uh, who think radio is dead is not. Com- it's not dead, just for the sense that it's just changed. It's it's evolving. evolving. Yeah, right now, and you can listen to it different um, numerous ways and yeah
1: absolutely yeah i mean right now you're seeing radio it's evolving what it's evolving into i don't know what it's going to be no one does you know does commercial radio suck yeah i can see that argument it's very repetitive and it doesn't take a lot of risks but what's going to happen is there's going to be some grand old station somewhere in the country or in the world that its glory days are behind you and some young upstart kid is going to get put in charge of the station and that kid's going to say this is your rule book and chuck it out the window and is going to rewrite the rules and that station is going to recapture its its glory and then you're going to see stations around the country go wow look how successful that station is i want that success and then you're going to see that and then that's what's going to do be a game changer for commercial radio satellite radio it's exciting, but again, I think they're playing it a little bit too safe, other than people like Howard Stern, who's still pushing the element and trying new things and all of that, um, or PRX. But again, with podcasting, for me, that's the excitement. I mean, Roman Mars can do a show on any topic he wants to do, and it can be seven minutes long. It can be 47 minutes long. Whatever he thinks is going to tell the story in its most complete matter, that's what he's going to do it as. And I'm going to listen to it because I appreciate his way of telling me a story.
0: Yep, I, I completely agree. Um, and I just kind of coming on, coming off as a not – at first I wasn't as familiar with podcasting as mm-hmm. I am now, and I feel like I thank you for a majority of that. Who, oh, well, uh, thank you. Definitely. You're very welcome. Who, uh, technically inspired um, me as a student to, like, you know, you opened up these doors and it's like, Whatever you choose to do from here, you know, that's up to you. I'm just letting you know what's out there. And like you yeah. said, podcasting has this way of word of mouth. And it's just so interesting that not everything has to be about music, but it can be. And I feel yeah. like people don't understand that there are shows about like music or they talk just kind of like talk shows about music that tell you about One, different artists. And I, I like that. It's cool. Son, to, like, sound hear opinions. This stuff.
1: One of the best music. Podcasts. It's also a radio show too But one of the best music podcasts out there Is a show out of Chicago called Sound Opinions With Jim Derogatis and Greg Cott um, When the show started Jim Derogatis was the music critic For the Chicago Sun-Times And Greg Cott was And still is the music critic for the Chicago Tribune uh, Jim Derogatis Writes for a blog now But they just started doing a radio show Talking about music Interviewing bands, artists And then doing record reviews And that's it it's syndicated, I think it's on like 100 plus stations across the country. And then they're one of the top 25 most downloaded podcasts on a weekly basis off of iTunes. I mean, and that's all music based.
0: Yep, it is. And I just find it really interesting how there's just different forms of radio. Yeah. And there's, I mean, personally, I don't have a personal preference because I like, like you said earlier, there's different... Different kinds. I like exploring and knowing what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, just giving it a try, even if I don't like it. I just like giving it a try. It's really interesting to me to yeah. like see all that. Just kind of see people's creativity, and in some way, some degree, kind of inspires you. The way like songs may inspire you, make you feel, move you, totally. touch you in different ways. I feel like podcasting, uh, absolutely, yeah, does that to you, or just like even different forms of radio.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, I was inspired to start my own podcast by the podcast I listened to. I mean, it is a way of inspiration, you know, and again, it goes back to what I said earlier is everyone has a story that they can tell, you know, some are good, some are bad. But, you know, sometimes you need that kick in the butt to actually go and do it and tell an interesting story. And and these new podcasts are are inspirational for a lot of people like that.
0: Anybody who wants to respond back to us through Twitter or any other form of social media is what do you think is the most important way to tell a story? You think is the actual story, or do you think it's how you tell the story? Mm-hmm. So whether it be a film, audio podcast, personal playlist, you know, just kind of see what our listeners or audience thinks about and it. And where
1: can they go to tweet at you for that? You
0: can actually tweet us at iPodUcast. So that would be the letter I, and then pod P-O-D, capital U, and then cast C-A-S-T. And you can use the hashtag iPodUcast to let us know what you guys think. All right, that concludes this episode of iPodUcast. Thanks, everybody.